Welcome to Kingdom Minded Podcast with Ray Munoz. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Kingdom Minded Podcast. It's me, your host, Ray Munoz. Well, hello, everybody. I hope you've had a great week. I hope your week has been filled with positivity um, and just all great things. And just, you know, God has been good to you this week. Um, I wouldn't imagine any time that he hasn't. But, you know, just wanted to stress, let's find the good things in life that God has done and let's give him thanks for it. Um, so hi everybody. Hope your week was good. Uh, it has been another tremendously busy week, uh, over here in Redlands, California. Boy, oh boy. It has been one week. I'll tell you that, uh, work's been crazy. Uh, life's been crazy. Um, but in all things, it's still been great. Um, you know, just pushing along doing online kids church and, we're having service still in our building, so that's been really nice to um, experience that and kind of feel like things are moving in the norm um, direction. So, um, you know, we had church this weekend. Um, we had Wednesday night service, and all that stuff has been just great. Um, service has been just phenomenal. Uh, we had church tonight and then also this morning. Um, still no bus routes right now. Um, it's been really heavy on my heart lately and I've just been praying a lot for them. Um, being, keeping in contact with all of our bus routes and, um, right now, um, it hasn't been too bad, but there were riots in the, um, areas that my bus routes were in, my bus routes in. And so I've been contacting those families a lot just to make sure that they have everything they need and um that they were okay if they needed anything everybody's doing great so that's that's a praise report right there it's god's hands been keeping you know staying on them and we've been praying for them and covering them with the blood of jesus because that's really you know the best thing to do for them is just make sure that we're praying for them and meeting their needs um so i'm gonna keep this real short and sweet um because i really want to dive into this episode today um we are continuing uh love thy neighbor um, episodes. And so, um, I'm going to do this for a couple of, of episodes. Um, and then we'll jump back into some more of our, um, regular topics. Um, but I don't think this is something that we necessarily have to skip by. I think it's a really, really important, um, topic. And so some of the guests that I'm going to be having on for this new series for the time being is, is really, I want to say this, this is um segments about race and um things like that and so i don't want to push you away from it i don't i don't want you to be afraid of this um out of all things this is done in love um and i guess what i what my main purpose of this is is to show all of us and that includes me um what others are having to go through what others are facing um, during this time of of unrest in society of of race issues and uh, injustices or prejudices um, you know it's one thing to think that the church is perfect um, I think I touched on this last time if your church is perfect or the church if the church is perfect I'm the biggest center of them all and I probably would stick out like a sore thumb 
Um, we're not perfect. And I think that's the thing that I'm trying to push is that let's open our eyes to what is going on in the church and let us be the change in the church. I can't change you. I can't change my friends. I can't change anybody in here. And God um, has given us that free will to make sure that we do what we need to do. But, you know, if we can help ourselves or if this can help us and open our eyes to things that we may not have understood or things that we may not have seen in the way of of somebody that is telling you know expressing how they feel and stuff like this on this podcast that is our goal that's my goal is uh to make sure that everybody is having a platform to speak what is it i feel in this time of unrest um what is it in this time that i'm that i'm feeling and i want you to hear what my feelings are um you know this is a thing. This is, uh, this stems from, I guess, my family, and my my mom and the way that she's raised us. It's it's never been about if you're angry, you can't express how you feel. My mom's always taught us that it's okay to be angry, express it, tell me how you feel, and tell me why, and always value, you know, because we always do this when we're upset with each other. And I say, you know, this is how you're making me feel right now. This is how I feel, and I'm really upset about this. And it, and she's always taught me when someone's telling you that you need to listen, because you may be doing something that they don't they don't realize that they're um, that you don't realize that you're doing to hurt them. So you always want to hear it out, and you don't always have to come to an agreement, you know, but you do need to understand their feelings, and that's something that my mom's always taught us um, as as kids. And I thank God for that because, you know, without that teaching, I wouldn't be who I am today. Um, but, you know, she's always taught us, like, express how you feel, even if it's going to hurt someone's feelings or if it's going to make someone upset. And so that's what we're doing. It's not to say this or that or to provoke people to be upset. That's not our goal. That's not my goal. I know that. Um, my goal is to make sure that everybody has a, a voice and to say, this is how it's making me feel. This is what I'm feeling. Uh, let's fix this and let's understand this. And even I would say that way. Um, but what I want to do before any of these episodes, um, is I want to pray. And so just like last time, if you're driving, if you're you know in your car, let's just pray with your eyes open. I don't want anybody crashing. Um, but let's pray and let's ask God to direct us. Let's ask God to open our eyes, open our minds, open our hearts, more importantly, to what these guests are saying. And these are people that I, I, I personally asked if they would share their, um, if they would share their points of views um, on this situation and in this time. Um, it's not something that they're, you know, they were super comfortable with doing, but I asked them and they were, you know, gracious enough to help me out and, and share it because that's the whole goal is to share how we're feeling in this time. And so let's pray and let's ask, um, God to direct us. And like I said, to have an open heart to this, and it's not 
like I said, our my goal is not to to make anybody upset. My goal is not to feel like we're attacking somebody. Um, my goal is to make to let you hear how we're feeling or how they're feeling. And like I said, what my mom, let's just hear it. Let's hear it out. And we may not agree with it. We may not um, understand it fully. And you know, like I said, if you're if you feel a certain way and you're and you're just you know, you're just like I don't understand this. Let's talk come to me and please message me and talk to me. Um, you know, if you, if you don't agree with something, like I said, I'm not here to argue with anybody. I am here to talk with you and, and hopefully you understand their point of view, um, on this situation. So let's pray. God, we love you. And we thank you, God, for this opportunity to, to sit here together and to hear my brother and my sisters talk about the things that they are facing um, in this world. And first and foremost, God, we want to remind ourselves that we are your children and we may not look the same. We may not come from the same places, but God, at the end of the day, we are covered in your blood and that's what binds us together. And that's where this, this family of God comes from. So help us today, God, help my heart, help my spirit be right. Help me be able to to hear what my brother is saying because he may be hurting, he may be feeling a certain way, and I want to understand it. I want to have compassion, God, towards my brother. Help us today, God, and help us understand what is going on in our world today and how can we be as the body of Christ to help uplift each other in this time, God. We thank you. We give you all the glory and the honor for this today, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so without any further uh, ado, folks, here we go with uh, today's episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so I am here today with uh, my good old friend here, Brother Carleone. How you doing? I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. Excited to be on the podcast, man. Why don't Why don't you introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are uh, for those who may not know who may not know you? Okay. Uh, my name is Carleone Wilson. I am originally from Missouri. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Moved to California. Uh, going on almost six years now, so a good portion of my life at this point. Uh, I'm 24, um, and I run a podcast called The Manifest Podcast. Uh, basically just, um, you know, advice and, and perspectives on what it means to be a college and career age person growing up in the society. We we tackle all kinds of topics and uh, yeah that's that's been my, my main focus last you know year or so, uh, but yeah that's yeah I think I think uh, sorry about that we may have lost you for that last little bit but yeah you um you run a podcast which is is excellent podcast um if you guys haven't listened to it make sure you take a listen to it. it's called the manifest um and it's definitely um I'm I'm a little older than the college and career kind of age group um. But I definitely I have been listening to it since you guys have started it, and it's been definitely has some great stuff. Even for myself to understand, um, some even you know guys or ladies that are younger than me uh, that I you know constantly am with or work with or mentor, it helps me see a perspective. And I think that you guys have been doing a great job of how, of um, just relaying that information and providing an outlet for them to to feel like hey you know, I, I go through this too, and I'm not the only one kind of deal with right. it. 
Right. Um, but you guys, you've just been doing a great job with it. So kudos to you, um, for just hey, keeping up with that. Um, it's definitely been one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Um, Thanks, man. and so, uh, you're from, you said you're from Missouri. So let's, let's get down to brass tacks here. Is Pappy's one of the best barbecue spots in St. Louis and is crown candy one of the best ice cream places in St. Louis? I'm going to say, I'm going to say maybe to the first one. Uh huh. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes, absolute yes to the second one. You didn't, you didn't think I, think I was going to throw a curveball like that and I knew all those spots. I didn't. I honestly <laughs> didn't. I didn't know anyone knew anything about that, bro. Especially when you hear with the crown candy. That's mm-hmm. like a, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's popular, but you know, unless you're kind of from that area, you don't really know nothing. You know, you don't really know a lot about crown candy. Yeah. Cause it's in like <laughs> a, it's in a pretty, it's, it's in a pretty deep area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I I've uh, <laughs> I wanted to save that. I was saving that curveball to throw to you, and I I knew a few spots out there. Uh, I've also been to uh, Gooey Louie. It's one of my favorite places. Uh, oh, I will nice. I will die for butter cake. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. There's one place here in Redlands. Uh, it's called Sugar Bee Ca- uh, Bakery or Cafe, and they serve um, butter cake. And the baker is from St. Louis, so. I was gonna say honestly, I haven't seen too many spots that serve that mm-hmm. you know, that ooey gooey, you know, uh, lemon butter cake, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe that is a I'm, is that a Midwest thing? It's a or, I think it's a Midwest not? thing. I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I know my spots around around the uh, you know St. Louis and Missouri area. You know, I've I've, I've been around. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Cool. Bro. I'm trying to think of there was awesome. another there was another soul food place I I went to and I cannot remember the name of it. Off the t- it's really popular. Um, it's it's oh man. You know what? You know where it was. There was a bunch of art around the walls. I don't remember exactly where it was. Mm. It's not like Blueberry Hill or anything like that. Um. I've been I've been sweetie around pies, maybe? Sweetie, was it sweetie pie. Pies? It was sweetie pies. Yeah. Oh, man. Sweetie spot sweetie pies is a pot spot <laughs> yes, right sir. there. Yes, sir. I throw That's I told you spot. I'm throwing the curveballs, man. I've 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 been I around. See, bro. You know? Okay, cool. We took the four hour drive and drove to Lambert's, you know. I I've done it. I've done it all. <laughs> you went to Lambert's, bro? I've been to Lambert's. That's one of my favorite restaurants oh, my in the in the Wait. United States. What are you doing in St. Louis this often? What do you know? I, I used so uh, my my fiance is gonna kill me on this, but I used to date a girl out in St. Louis or in in Missouri. It was actually Wentzville. So oh. I've been to St. Charles. I've been to all the little towns in between. Uh, my God. Yeah. So it was uh, it, it, you know, I have I have history there, and so I I know a couple spots around there. So. Uh, that is awesome. I had no idea, man. That is cool. Yeah. So uh, just taking you back, taking you back home for a second, man. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. bro. Um, so let's get, let's get to know you just a little bit more. So where, where are you from? Uh, you're, you're obviously here in California, but where exactly, what, you know, what church you go to, uh, what do you do at your church? You know, um, obviously this podcast is geared towards people who are ministering and stuff like that. So we want to definitely mm-hmm. hear about that stuff. Okay. So, um, I live in Riverside, California. Uh, my church is in Colton, California, which is probably about 10 minutes, 15 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And uh, my pastor is Brian Claiborne. He is the Section 2 uh, Presbyter. Really, really awesome man of God. Um, I love being under his stewardship. 
I've been going there for almost as long as I've been in California. So I think probably around four years around that range. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, everybody knows Frankie Taylor. He's my worship leader slash assistant pastor, uh, Brother Brett Bachman, associate pastor, uh, Brother Gonzalez, David Gonzalez, all great, great, awesome guys in the section. Um, and yes, so I help out with a couple of different areas of ministry. Mm-hmm. Um so I started out playing music, I was a bassist, and then a guitar player. And then recently, I would say over uh, maybe the last year or so, I've been transitioning into uh, helping out with the behind the scenes, uh, music, uh, you know, audio, soundboard, live stream. I've been really diving into that stuff. Um, and so that right now is my main ministry. I am... Uh, one of the sound slash AV guys in the back. And then also I am the SoCal Section 2 hyphen coordinator. So I head up all the hyphen-related stuff for the Inland Empire um, hyphen team, obviously, because I'm I'm the coordinator. Um, yeah, that's me, bro. Uh, church-related stuff, uh, guitar and bass and AV stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I head up the section for for the hyphen. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. We're a lot of hats going on there. Uh, are Are you still doing Bible quizzing? Oh, totally. How did I forget that? I just yes, I'm gonna sir. throw that in. That. You know, I keep I keep track, man. So I was just making sure. <laughs> yes, sir. I I've been a Bible quizzing coach for going on like three years now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, our season was cut short, obviously, because of yeah. coronavirus. We had a, oh man, we had a great team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay, though. They yeah. still got the Word of God in their hearts, and that's what's important. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, I've been Bible quizzing, um, you know, as a coach for about three years now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And Coach Carl doesn't play any games. He's he's hardcore. No, <laughs> man, no, I've, I was watch, I watched your videos of you uh, when you're quizzing them. And practicing in your in your tough love, man. But I but I like it. Gotta be, gotta <laughs> be, bro. It doesn't <laughs> have it doesn't help that you're you know you're friends with their parents, so you're probably a little bit harder. <laughs> oh yeah, but I get I get a little leeway as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably like, yeah, be harder <laughs> on them. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I, I you know you're you're doing a lot, and that's the that's the that's one of the best things. It's just to be so involved in the church that, you know, everything else is, you know, secondary in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes, and, and plus you're, you're a student, uh, right. Are you, are yes, you sir. done? I just graduated from UCR mm-hmm. and I'll be moving on to uh, a master's program here soon, uh, for, for therapy, basically being a, a counselor. Yeah, yeah. So that is the, uh, that's the ultimate goal right there. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, just, I'm just trying to think of everything else that, that the list, the laundry list of things that you got going on. So that way people can kind of understand what, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, I was telling somebody, I don't know if you saw this video, I'll have to send it to you if you didn't see it. It was this pastor and he was like, is like, man, this pastor kept it a hundred percent. And he was like, um, he's like, people are asking me how I'm doing. He's like, I'm busy. Like he was like getting mad over the platform. Um, you know, I was like, I was like, I've been showing everybody that's in ministry. I was like, tell me if this doesn't hit home. And they're like, it does. Yes, bro. Yes. Yes, (laughs) But you know, that's cool, man. I see. Yeah. You've been editing and doing videos for your church, um, or edit video editing. Right. Um, and that's awesome. You know, just, you know, when you're part, when you're part of 
something that's like super essential in the church right now. Um, obviously we're going back to having services now, but you know, during this time that we were in, it was like, man, like everybody just had to learn something, you know? Definitely. Definitely. man. Yeah. Had to pick up a new skill, had to learn some stuff. Like it was all hands on deck, you know, Mm -hmm. whoever could, whoever could did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if you didn't, if you couldn't, then you learned. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he said, that's what our pastors are kind of giving us the, uh, the, the we didn't get yeah. any other answer other than, yeah, you're just going to learn. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so cool. So, uh, what I want to talk about today, obviously this, this next couple episodes are really going to be focusing, focusing on some like heavy stuff. Um, and today we're going to talk about, um, we're going back on the topic of racism. Um, before we started recording this, we were just talking about how, how we're staying safe, what's going on, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, right now, as we're recording this, this, this may come out a couple of weeks later, but as we're recording this, um, we're currently, you're currently on a curfew out in your yes, county uh, because of the protesting that's going on. And I don't believe anything's gone crazy right now, if, if I'm not mistaken. Not in Riverside, not not yet. Yeah, not yet. Which we're hoping in Jesus' name it doesn't it doesn't go any further right. than just the protesting. Um, mm-hmm. out here in Redlands, we were we were praying for the same thing that you know it's just peaceful. Nobody's kind of going out and wilding out. But uh, we did have mm-hmm. some people breaking into some stores um uh, yesterday. Um, so that was kind of like you know kind of a bummer, and it's 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 scary mm-hmm. to hear it close to home. Um. Definitely. So, you know, we want to kind of hear your perspective um, with, you know, obviously this is a podcast and nobody can see you. They don't know what you look like, you know, um, for all mm-hmm. they know, you could be some Mexican guy just on the other line, um, you know, right. but, you know, being an African-American man, you know, what is your what's your thoughts on this whole situation? It, it's I think it's tough on everybody. And I'm praying that it is tough on everyone. You know, um, some people Definitely. may some people may have a, more of a lenient attitude towards it because uh, I, I want to say it this way: it doesn't hit home. You know, right? Um, but l- let's just kind of hear your perspective on what what's going on in the world around you, and what what are the, some of the feelings that you're feeling as you're seeing some of the stuff unravel. So. I mean, the first thing I want to, you know, address is, you know, the, as much as, as much as I would say it's unfortunate about all the looting and the rioting, you know, I think what I've come to realize in my mind over the last couple of days is what happens is the, and I'm going to, I guess I can drop names. She won't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Sister uh, Victoria Reyes, who's the hyphen director for all of SoCal, she called me up um, this weekend and just wanted to check and see how I was. And she said something that really, really stuck home with me. She said that um, what happens is that the enemy will try to uh, divide us and cause division within our, our groups and our organizations and our family and our friend groups by by making it, by making it seem like... Um, the things that you say and the things that you do are insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is fear will cripple people. And what it, what it will do is that it will cause them to not say anything, you know what I'm saying? And not to, to stand up for what is right. 
And what I've come to realize is that the people who have stood up and said something, you know, white, black, Hispanic, whatever it is, those are the ones who have overcome that fear that the enemy is trying to instill in our groups. Mm. And so I want to say I really, really appreciate uh, those brothers and sisters that have said something and have supported me, shooted me, shot me a text or called me just asking how I was. I want to say I appreciate Mm -hmm. y'all for overcoming that. You know, it it is a very real fear. You know, Mm -hmm. you think that the way that you respond or act is insignificant. It'll cause you to not do anything at all, you know? And, um, and so it, it is difficult and I understand that, but overcoming that fear is the most important thing. So I'll say that firstly. Mm -hmm. Uh, secondly, I think that, um, these protests and the riots has caused us to move away from the real issue. And so what I've noticed is that people will post more about the, the rioting and the looting versus the fact that, that we have a real problem in America with African-Americans and minorities in general being treated um, at a more disproportionate rate than others, right? And so what happens is the message begins to get lost. And so what I've told people, you know, who asked me um, recently, they asked me, what do you think about the riots and the looting? Basically, my answer to them is this. To me, I have a priority list, right? And the top of my priority list is to make sure people understand that there is a real problem in America. And then everything else falls up under that. And so some people might say that sounds insensitive to those affected by the looting and the rioting. But what happens is you focus so much on that that you begin to lose focus on why they even started that. Mm-hmm. And then you have to break – then you have to um, – and then you just cut me off whenever you feel like it, bro, no, no, and no, we'll no, just no. talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but what happens also is like people are focused so much on the destruction – and then they tie that to the message sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if you really break it down, if you start to research and, you know, find out that, you know, a good significant portion of these protesters, and I put them in quotations, are people who are the cause at all. And that's the sad part is that there are a group of people who are being paid um, by various uh, groups and corporations to cause division. There are uh, anarchists uh, and other type of groups who want to spread their own message. And so they, what we, we call that opportunist, right? Mm-hmm. And so even in these, uh, even these neighborhoods, like, or these cities that are low income, like certain areas of San Bernardino or certain areas of Riverside or wherever it is, you know, we see them looting and rioting in those small areas where there's not a lot of money. It's to me, in my honest opinion, it's not those people who are trying to preach the message that Black Lives Matter, it's the other people who are taking opportunities to sort of get off their own message and their own intents. Like the people who are stealing people's cars. Like mm-hmm. that like why would someone who who is invested in the Black Lives Matter movement, why would they steal someone's car? Like that has nothing to do with, you know, civil disobedience to me. Yeah. And so civil disobedience people think that that's a negative thing, but in reality it can be a real positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um because even if you go back to, I know people love to bring up the example of Martin Luther King and his nonviolent protest. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is Martin Luther King was only a piece of this movement. You also had Malcolm, you also had Malcolm X mm-hmm. and you had other various leaders 
who try to attack this issue at different angles. Yeah. And honestly, that's the way that's the way it needs to be. We can't, you know, just talking doesn't do enough. Just educating doesn't do enough. Just protesting doesn't do enough. But if we combine all of these things, we start to see the needle being pushed um, a little more in, in the direction that we want, right? Yeah. And so, of course, it makes me sad. Especially, I could I, honestly, I could care less about Target. I could care less about you know these big corporations mm-hmm. that are getting their buildings burned down. If I'm being honest, but the small businesses, of course, that's sad. That's you know people spend their whole lives trying to build up a business uh, and trying to put something together to where they're, it's a culmination of their life and their life product, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but what happens is, you know, the explanation to that is, honestly, bro, it's either the people who are not really for the cause or it's the people who are for the cause but are so angry and blinded by rage, they become indiscriminate, you know? Mm-hmm. When you're going to burn down, a, when you're going to burn or, or loot, a, a, you know, a, a whole block, you're not looking to see or look going on Google to see, okay, which one of these are small businesses? You know what I mean? Yeah. Which one of these are local, you know, properties and things like that. You're just going to do a deed. And so that is the unfortunate part about that. And so do I wish sometimes there was a little more forethought to this? Of course I do. But when you're so angry and you're so determined to try and make change, it's really hard to plan out this great elaborate, no destruction, no no sacrifices being made type of plan. And so that's really what's happening at the end of the day is like when it comes to the negative side of the protest, um, you know, with the rioting and the looting, it's either, like I say, people who are so blinded by rage, they're indiscriminate, or some people who are taking, uh, this is an opportunity to, to do their own interests, which are not correlated to the Black Lives Matter movement. And so I think you have to sort of really break that down and think to yourself, do I care more about posting about some buildings and jobs that can be replaced? Or do I care more about the people's lives who were lost and that will be lost if nothing is done? You know, I think I think to myself, how can I in good confidence sit around and do nothing when I have to raise children, black children in a world like this? Mm-hmm. Or I have sisters, I have aunts and uncles that live in a world like this. Um it's going to take, it's going to take the changing of minds and hearts. And so people always say, well, just depend on God. I totally agree with that. I honestly totally agree with that. You have to depend on God. And so the, the promise I made to myself is I was going to do equal parts of praying and equal parts of protesting. And so whatever that looks like, you know, if I go and I participate in a rally, then I also need to do spend that same amount of time praying about the situation and seeking God and seeking his favor. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have to mix the two. You really have to mix the two because it, it, it's so difficult to imagine. It's so difficult to imagine a place where if you, if you just try to attack something with one side, then it'll all just be fixed and everything will just be fine. It, it, it just, it doesn't seem to me. And so I'd rather believe in a world where we have to attack it with multiple facets, right, and multiple angles. Um, you know, I'm I'm not for, you know, anyone getting hurt or anyone getting killed or anyone, uh, you know, getting their lives, you know, taken or anything like that. I'm not for that, clearly. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even out there with, you know, the rioters and the looters. Am I as angry as them? 
yes, I'm as angry as them. Yeah. But I have a di- I have a different mindset. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I want to because of, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I I, I want to touch on that subject of the anger. Um. You know there there has been many, many times, that I have seen something like this. Uh, uh you know, police brutality, police shootings. Um, and 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 trust me, they don't, they don't just, they don't stop at the African American community. They are Def- extended it to to every community. But you yeah. know, and and I'm not trying to diminish what has happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, but I believe I understand the the concept of Black Lives Matters. You know, it's not saying that mm-hmm. other lives don't. It's what it's saying is we need to focus right now on these, and we yes, need to sir. put our attention yes, on on these lives right now. And you know what? Yes, and once we get this under control, let's go to White Lives Matter. Let's go to 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 Brown Lives Matter. Let's go to Yellow Lives Matter. Whatever the case may be, in that time, you know. But like. You can't solve all of the issues all at once. It's just, it's just, an, it's You're not possible, bro. you know. Preaching. And um, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about the anger because, you know, um, you're you're 24, right? You're mm-hmm. and I'm 34, 10 years apart, and I get furious at times, and the, and there is times I have to stop what I'm doing, and and I remember um when the Philando um. I'm gonna, yeah when he was when he was shot yeah I, I i literally sat in my car and wept yeah because I, I remember i was at work when i heard about it i went out to my car for lunch and i wept and it's because i saw i saw a life and i said you know and 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 I'm not saying people, people of color only understand this because I, I believe that everybody will understand this at some point. It depends on where you're from, where your demographic is from, what you've been through in life. But being somebody who has experienced the the unfortunate place in life of cops who do not seem to want to help the people. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I've said this on other episodes that I believe that there are great cops and I believe there are bad cops. And I believe there are cops that don't say anything about the black, bad cops. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, with that emotion, knowing that I could be next, it, yes, sir. it's over, it's overwhelming. And, and, and I had to pray and I had to pray in my car and I had to ask God, like, God, like, you know, take this anger out of my heart. I don't want this festering. You know, but on the other hand, I was like, I'm so upset, God, that that this would be allowed to, to happen to people, you know, and it's it's one of those moments. I think it's it's one of those real moments with God is what I had is I was pouring my 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 hundred percent heart into God and just saying, God, I don't understand why this is happening. I understand that you control everything. I understand that you are the orchestrator of all things. But help me understand this injustice you know yeah. and and i felt that anger and and you know i'm not i'm not out like, i'm just i'm in the same boat as you i'm not out there protesting i'm not out there they're you know slamming on cop cars 
but I have right, right. been that upset about things that I don't understand and why they're happening. And I, I don't know. I, I just like, what is your, what is your, what has, what has gone through your mind in those times of, you know, and maybe there's somebody listening to this and saying, you know what? I feel the same way. I don't understand it. And I get so angry and I get so frustrated. What, what is your, what is your walk through that process? I think um, it's going. Thing. I can't sit here and tell you that I have mastered the art of, you know, Bobson. Actually, the Bible says it's okay to be angry, but the Bible says be angry and sin not. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think using her to a positive advantage is what I'm aiming for. I, mean, I could be so, I could be angry and think thoughts that could be sin. I could be angry and do things that are sin, but I'd rather be angry and do something good and productive with that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the thought process I have. It's like, how can I fuel this passion, this anger, into something that is that's something that is going to help? Because if I get so angry and I go out and I do something stupid like, uh, you know, break a, break a cop car window or I assault someone, like that's something I, I, I can't, I can't take that back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's something that lives in perpetuity. Yeah. And so, especially, especially online. And if I get a sentence, so that's something that lives in perpetuity, but, and it's going to be negative for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so how can I fuel that and take that same anger and make it work, work to my advantage. And so that's my thought process when I get so angry, you know, I'm going to be honest. There are some days I sit in my car and I pass a cop, you know, and this is, you know, I'm sure a lot of a lot of minorities, a lot of black people, you know, have the same similar thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sitting in my car driving and I see a cop pass me and I just I get angry at the, at the sight of this person. I've never met them. Don't know what they're like. They can, they can be a good Christian. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They could be a great person, but I've never met them. But what they represent makes me so angry that I just it. It infuriates me, right? And, and I'm sure people have experienced that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. And, and, and in a way, it's 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 subconsciously. You you yeah. know, you're not like out driving out and saying, "Man, I'm looking for a cop just to be mad at him." You know, exactly. You know, exactly. exactly. And I and I think it has to do with experiences. Yes. Because that's the way we're wired as humans. You know, um, I I, I you know I always think of <laughs> this is kind of a weird example, but I think of Chipotle. I hate mm-hmm. Chipotle, you know, God forgive me. And some of you guys are probably gasping, but I associate Chipotle with getting sick. I ate Chipotle once. Uh, okay. I got sick. I can't eat it without thinking of getting sick. Yep. And, and it has nothing to do with the company of Chipotle. It has everything to do with the things that I have experienced and I associate it with. And it's on, yeah, I think exactly. it's, I think and I, I would even take it further to say it's on me to change my perspective on that because mm-hmm. it's not the right perspective to have, you know? Right. And I think, I think you'll agree with me on that. It's not the right perspective to have, because like you were saying, you don't exactly. know that person that that's a, that's a, that's a man or a woman with a family to go to, you know? And that's a, that's a person that, you know, God willing, I knock on their door or I meet them and talk to them about God, you know? Right. That's not our, 
I think maybe some people might have heard that and just kind of taken a different turn on what you were saying. I, I understood what you were saying. I, I, cause I felt that I felt that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and, it, and, to, and to be honest, bro, that same concept, what I was getting to is mm-hmm. that same concept is the exact same concept that these people, bad police officers are bad people. That's the same as that concept they had. Mm-hmm. They've never met me. They don't know me. Yeah. But the, just the side of just the side of me causes them to feel or think something, right? Mm-hmm. And that is a negative reaction. And so I think we have to sort of get back to the point where we challenge. That's why critical thinking is so important. And mm-hmm. they've been teaching that a lot lately in schools, especially starting in high school and starting in college. Mm-hmm. Critical thinking, thinking, and, th- and this is you know we're talking. We're eventually going to get to the church part, but. Mm-hmm. This is the problem that we sort of have is a lot of times, and traditionally, we're taught not to challenge anything, right? We're mm-hmm. taught to just take everything and, and just whatever people say, that's exactly what should be done. And the reality is that's not true. You know, uh, to, to think critically, it's not a disadvantage, it's an advantage. Mm-hmm. When you think something is wrong and you go to research and you find out that something is wrong, you are affirmed. When you go to research and you find you think something is wrong, but it's right, that at that point, you have just put yourself in a position to actually be um, more rooted in the truth because you went and researched it yourself, right? And mm-hmm. now you know for a fact that this is this is true because this is what I've learned, right? And we're talking about Bible principles, but we could also you know bring that to anything. Mm-hmm. And so critical thinking is so so important, bro, to challenge what people are telling you challenge what you see and to find out for yourself that's so so important bro. that's why you know you have these incidents where people come with preconceived notions because they've never been taught to challenge their thoughts right Mm -hmm. and their thought processes and i think that's just so important bro it's to learn how to critically think anything you see read or hear it's not about like uh you know making trying to be rebellious or make it but have it be a rebellious spirit but it's about making sure that you are affirming the thing that you learn, the things that you know in a positive manner, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because anyone could be told that the Lord is real and just believe it just because someone told him. But if you go and find out for yourself, oh, how much sweeter that truth is, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I can, and so I that, can def- that's my point on that. And I can definitely agree with that because that was the thing that helped, that, that I had the issue with when I was younger, when I was getting into church is I had never experienced God, so I didn't believe he was real. Right. And until I felt, you know, it, it, the scriptures, the Bible studies only did so much. It gave me faith, but it did not give me the full faith until I mm-hmm. experienced it for myself. And that's what changed yeah. me, you know, um, <clears throat> And I think I, I think I want to kind of back step a little bit about um uh, about reactions, and you know I think a lot of times we think okay well, you know I'm not going to go out and smash a cop car I'm not going to go you know blow out a window at a store I would never do anything like that but we are mm-hmm. so quick to get those fingers going on our phones and start oh, yeah. posting things we haven't even thought through and and i touched on this on, on on an episode before about the eyes and ears that are watching us you know 
think about, you know, your Bible quizzers. Think about your hyphen, you know, people that are under you and hyphen, and then mm-hmm. they're seeing mm-hmm. the things that you're posting. Um, you know, one thing that I have been taught as a leader, and, and I have worked on this, I'm not, I am nowhere near as, as disciplined as I should be, but <clears throat> learning to always view things before you react to them. Definitely. Yeah. And and I was I'm still am I'm a hothead into saying you're wrong. Same here, bro. Saying you're wrong, don't talk like that. You know that's my reaction, my human reaction. But I have to kick back and say, you know what? Maybe it's best I just stay quiet for a little bit, kind of let this settle, and then see if it's really what I think it is, and then react to this. Um, yeah. but when you're upset, you know, you know how many times I have typed things up and then just completely deleted them, <laughs> yes, sir. you know, I got a whole draft, <laughs> a whole draft list, man, yep. you know, I have typed up so many posts. I have typed up all this stuff and it's because we have that outlet to do that. And it's not always the best. I would say it's right. mostly not the best way to do it. Um, because it's mm-hmm. always subliminal. It's never directed to the person that you need to talk to. It's never yeah. directed in the right way that you should be doing it. Because if we're going to start going into the route of, of, of the church, it is definitely not in the right way to do it. If you're doing it subliminally to your brother or sister, you know, the yeah, Bible, sure. the Bible talks mm-hmm. about us confronting one another. And then if we mm-hmm. can't come in and agreement, then bring in another brother or sister and then have a discussion still. So that third party can see all perspectives because I might be so blinded by the anger that I have of the situation that I'm not seeing the situation clearly. And I might not be even seeing my faults. Um, but I think that like, yeah, I think that even goes even further than obviously just a physical reaction is, is, a, is a digital reaction to it. Um, yeah, exactly. And you know, there are, like I said, there's been many drafts, of things I want to post and I stop myself and I say, is this, is this the, is this the stance I want to take right now? And it may not be like, I'm going to stop believing in this or I'm going to stop, start agreeing with something that I disagreed with. It means that am I, is this worth the argument? Is this worth the fight? Right. And to me at the end of the day, sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. And so what I like, I said, I'm I'm about finality at this point. People are going to ask me about the riots, and they can argue with me. Oh, how can you believe that as a Christian? How can you blah blah? I'm telling them at this point, my number one priority is to make sure that black and brown lives people understand that there is a problem in this country, and so I'm no longer I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend too much time addressing anything other than the problem at hand because. So many times a message gets lost. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, if we want to bring this back to church, I mean, I know because I think that's you said your thing, but yeah. the reality is like, I, I preached, I preached a, a message uh, a few months ago, right before all this happened to my hyphen group about uh, strength and unity, right? Mm-hmm. And so what, I, what, I, what I started to learn in my preparation for that message is, you know, when you tie, when you make a rope, you know, uh, that rope is made up of many strands, right? The the tensile strength of one strand is minimal, is nil compared to the, the tensile strength of all those strands tied together, right? Mm-hmm. And so 
what happens is if we're not unified as a church in speaking out against these things, because as much as we don't, we don't want to admit that we have a voice and we have power in our communities, we do. As a church, people listen to us. They go to see what we're going to do, how we're going to speak out against things. And so I've seen so much stuff on Twitter right now. How can Christians be silent when stuff like this is happening? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm asking, I'm asking myself the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. How can the leaders in our organization, how can pastors, how can preachers, how can saints of God be silent on an issue like this? And what it does, is it causes division. I'll tell you this right now. I know this is going to be controversial. But the reality, this is the reality. It's a very simple equation. If you post more about the riots and the looting than you do about equality and how much it matters, then you are being divisive. I'm sorry. It's really that simple. If you're posting more about this than about that, then you're being divisive in your own church, in your own community, in your own friend group. I, I, like I said, I know that sounds very callous, but... I'm on a mission. If I'm being very honest with you, I'm on a mission. Mm-hmm. And I've been on a mission for however many years since I've started to realize that this stuff is a problem. I always knew as a kid. I mean, you know, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of black kids, a lot of black fathers have to sit their, sit their sons down at a very early age and tell them, hey, you need to sit up. You need to drive, uh, act a certain way. You need to be a certain way when you're out and about. That way you don't look suspicious because you already are suspicious based on the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be extra aggressive because you're already aggressive because of the color of your skin. Black fathers have to tell their their, their kids that at a very young age. And I promise you, that's not a conversation that white parents have to have with their kids. And so when you grow up in a world like that, this stuff is all too too real for you and, and, to, and hits too close to home. And so... If I seem a little callous and a little dismissive of certain things, it's because I understand and I realize that there is a priority list, and this is at the very top of mind. You know, just like we said earlier, it's hard to solve a thousand problems at once. But if we start attacking, if we take a thousand people and we attack that one problem instead of a thousand people working on a thousand problems, we can we can actually be more efficient that way. Is if we all attack this one problem and move down the list. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I, you know, no one has to agree with that sentiment, but like I say, if, if you want to be positive and to be having an effect in this movement as a Christian, I think you really need to start look, looking at the type of stuff that you're posting and the type of support that you're showing. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, that's, I, like I said, I know that's probably not the thing everyone wants to hear, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go back on the support thing. So I know in the beginning you were talking about friends were texting you and contacting you. And I think mm-hmm. that some people may feel that, is this something I should do to a friend that is affected by this or I think is affected by this? Yeah. You know, cause that's, that's an awkward conversation to have if you're not it super is. close it with is. them. Um, I was having yeah. I was having a conversation with a, a a friend that used to be a coworker with mine, and we've we've just stayed close um, since he left our work. And um, you know, we send memes back and forth and joke around about you know all sorts of things. And um, you know, and he's he's black, you know, and we 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 just had a good con- we just had a good friendship since he's left, and even when he worked with us. Um, and so he 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 sent me something and 
he brought it up and I wasn't going to bring it up. I didn't really bring up any of the situation to him because in, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, even being a, a person of color, I still, to me, it was like, should I bring this up to him? Should I see if he's okay? Yeah. Because I don't want to, that's just my personality. I'm not a boundary stepper. I don't want to overstep any into a personal yeah. space that I wouldn't want invaded into my personal space. Um, but you know, that's a good way to think about it. Should I ask my friends, are they okay? How is this, you know, should we ask our, our black friends and say, is this, yeah. are you okay? How does this make you feel? Is that something that you think is, is needed? You know, what's you know, what's interesting mm-hmm. is that I've talking, I've talked to a lot of my family members, a lot of my friends that are black and I actually got a mixed crowd. Mm-hmm. People want that support. They want that. They want people to call them and ask them how they're doing. And a lot of people don't. I think if that is your friend or that's your acquaintance, mm-hmm. it's based off of how you think they will react. It's, it's their personality. You yeah. know, if they're, if they've always been a little abrasive, then maybe don't, maybe don't do that. You know, if mm-hmm. they've always been a little, a little shut down, a little uh, small talk only, mm-hmm. maybe don't do that. If they've never op- if they've never opened up to you, then maybe don't do that. But what I will say is that everyone, even if they don't want that support, when this is all done and finished, I promise you, uh, I promise you right now today, I will remember the people that called me and the people that didn't, even if I didn't want it. Mm. I will remember that. I promise you who called me, who texted me. I will remember all those names and Mm. going forward. That's how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to basically trim the fat in my life. If I'm being very honest with you, every, Mm. every time something like this happens, it sort of lets me know who, who I can depend on and who I can't. And so even if it's as simple as sending out a text, hey, bro, love and appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Just nothing else. Just love and appreciate you or yeah. hey, bro, prayer for you. It's that type of thing I don't think would make anyone upset. Mm-hmm. Now, if you start to go into, you know, how can I help? And, you know, do you really? And then asking questions, like tons and tons of questions. Like I, I had a buddy who yesterday just called me up asking me all kinds of questions. And I'm having to rehash my thoughts. And as I'm doing it, I'm getting more and more angry. Mm-hmm. That's the type of stuff I think you probably need to stay away from. Yeah. Um, because your education needs to be, uh, it needs to be based off of, you know, obviously other black people's experiences, but also what you can find out on your own, you know? Because mm-hmm. not everyone's experience is going to be the exact same thing. You know, you talk to one black friend versus the other, they may have two completely different ideologies on them. Yeah, and, and personalities. So Go ahead. Uh, and personalities can be very different. Um, yeah, it definitely. makes me it makes me think of a friend of mine that they their friend had a loved one that passed away, and their friend is similar to my personality trait. And so they they asked me. They said, "You know, how would you feel about this if I was, you know, th- their loved one passed away? I wanna I wanna contact them. I wanna express to them my my condolences and that I my heart is for them." And they're like, how, how would you like it? I said, well, I said, this is, this is kind of me. So I'm weird. I said, but if you were really close to me, I wouldn't expect a te- I wouldn't like a text from you. I wouldn't like you not saying anything. I would expect you to either a be there or call me right as soon as it yeah. happened. Yeah. I said, that's me. Mm-hmm. I go, but if we're not close friends, wait a few, wait, a, wait a week or two and then text me. Yep. You know, but that's just me. 
and and somebody else may be in the you know same race same same you know societal stance or whatever they may want it differently they may want everybody right. to contact them but that's just me and you i, I think you you hit that right on the point is that you need to feel their their as a friend and where see where you're at and if you're just not that close to them i think that's a great idea of just saying hey i've just had you on my mind i'm praying for you you don't have to get yeah. you know that's the best things that i that some of the for me that's some of the best stuff that i've gotten is where people don't invade my personal space but they you know somebody texted me the other day and um and i'm really bad because i haven't texted them back but you know they texted me the other day and they said hey had you on my mind just want to let you know i'm praying for you those are like non-responsive texts that i don't have to get back to them but i feel like i'm going to get back to them because i appreciate it you know it's it's super non-invasive and it gets to the point and it makes me feel better knowing i have somebody with me whether or not they're talking about that situation or not you know i mean even even like as simple, honestly, bro, even as simple as when I post something on social media and you like it or you comment on it or you share it or you post a reaction, that to me shows me, like, especially for someone who's not as close to me, mm-hmm. I see that and I recognize it. Like I said, I promise you, all your black and brown friends are going to remember exactly who called and texted them during this time period or who, we, or who did something to interact with them. They will remember. I will remember all the detractors. I remember all the supporters. I promise you that. And mm-hmm. so if you are, if you're sort of anxious about if you should text them or not, I would say do something small. And then if they were, if they're receptive to that, then you can move, you can work your way up into a conversation, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or sending it. You, you have to sort of, I would say at least do something small to let them know that you see them, that you hear them, because that is the issue. We feel like we're not being heard. Mm-hmm. And so, if you do something small, it goes a long way. Yeah. And let's let's touch on the I don't think we're ever gonna get to this the the whole church topic because I just don't think we have the time for it right now. Um but I think this is so good right now that I want to stay on this. Let's talk about disagreeances. I think Okay. I think that there is a way to disagree with people that you're not offending them or bringing them down. You know, I think that that this is what makes the church, if we're going to even touch on that, the church or society in itself of having differences and having different opinions. This is what if everybody was like me, then the world would be a terrible place. You know, right? Uh, I'm a firm believer of that. The world is not made up of my wishy washy thoughts and my hard lines and my, um, you know, my my bad habits, because if it was, then nothing would ever get done. You know, we need people that think differently than us. Um, But I think that we can disagree. There are plenty of people that are my friends that I that I can count on that. I don't always agree with with the things that they either stand for. um, And I'm not talking biblically. um, I'm talking, you know, socially or anything else aside from what the gospel is teaching. And, and there are even friends that I have that don't believe in the gospel that we believe in. You know, I was just going back to my other friend. He was telling me that, you know, and he sent me this video of two people praying and I didn't, mm-hmm. I know he's not religious. And so I said, man, that's great. I, it was, it was a protester and a cop praying. He sent that to me. I didn't ask him to, 
you know? Right. Um, and he said, and I said, man, that's awesome. And I was kind of joking with him. I said, man, their mama's made it, raised them right. And I said, on both sides. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah. he said, you know, I, I'm not, I don't practice religion and I don't practice anything specifically. He goes, but this just made me feel good. You know? And he did not agree with my stance on religion, but he was like, you know what? I think you would enjoy this. I don't, but I think you would. And that's, that's coming down to the, to the thoughts of, are you loving? And that's kind of like, and I'm, I I may go with this idea, but this whole love thy neighbor thing, you know, Mm -hmm. loving your neighbor isn't necessarily always my neighbor's going to eat what I'm eating. You know, you're, you're, you're going right. to have, we're having, we're having, uh, we're having lasagna tonight and that's what you're going to like, buddy. You know, sometimes you got to right, kick right. back and say, Hey, my, my neighbor might be lactose intolerant and I'm going to kick back and do something else, you know, or see what they want, you know? Um, but I think that we can disagree with people and we don't have to argue about it. Um, you know, cause if they're your friends or if there's someone you you're caring about, you're not going to to bring them down or put them down, especially on social media. Um, exactly. If you have a disagreement, you go in private and you have that conversation. There's been many times that my friends have upset me over something that they've done. And I don't go posting about it on social media. You know, I wait and I go and I talk to them one-on-one, you know, we bust this thing out biblically, you know? And I say, Hey, you know, this is what happened. I don't agree with this. And, Instead of being upset with you, I'd rather talk to you about it. And then at the end of the conversation, you may still just just disagree with each other. And that comes back to the agree to disagree thing, you know? Yep. But I had a conversation with um, with someone literally yesterday. Today's Monday. Yeah, Sunday. Um, and one of my, I'll say his name, one of my good buddies, uh, Josiah Flores. You know, he and I, you know, you know who that is? Uh, I, I, I think he was on the podcast, right? I, I think that's yeah, about was, as far as I know him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he and I were talking and, and he basically was saying he didn't agree with the riots and looting. And I told him what I told you. I said, I have no room in my life to discuss those things uh, to, the, to an extent. I mean, to, um, to be extensive in my life because there is something to me that is slightly more important on my priority list. And he's like, I understand, but I feel like as a Christian, this is and that talking about what we can do as a church. I'm saying, well, what you can do as a church is you can pray, you can show support, you can, you can, there's a, there was a group, um, I don't remember their names, but uh, from the LA, I think, ish area, he took, he was a, a, a hyphen pastor, he took him and his hyphen group out to be a part of the peaceful protest. I don't find anything wrong with that. Taking mm-hmm. a group to be out with, to, and then there was also another church in San Diego. They went out after the protest and they went and they prayed for the city they prayed for the protester. I know Victor Jackson, who was a big minister in our organization. He went down to Minneapolis and prayed for the city. There are so many things you can do instead of griping and complaining about, you know, riots and looting. There's mm-hmm. so many things that you could do. And so I think as long as we come to an understanding that black and brown lives are being attacked at this very moment and have been, then it doesn't matter that you agree or disagree with other points as long as we agree on that you you could hate you could hate the riots and the protests you could hate all that that's fine as long as you understand that simple fact 
of which I'm trying to get across, mm-hmm. which is what him and I came to the conclusion about, is like he understood where I was coming from and I understood where he was coming from. And we never argued, not one time. Mm-hmm. You know, we just discussed, you know. And I think when you waste your time and your energy um, arguing with people and then nothing, no one ever gets anything ever across, that is a monumental waste of time, bro. Mm-hmm. When you're arguing with someone and nothing is done, you know, no progress is made between you and him understanding each other, then nothing is done, you know? Yeah. And that to me, I don't want to waste my time like that, you know? Yeah, and, and I, think so, that's, I think that's important that, you know, you can disagree with somebody and not hate them. You can, you know, right. I, I may see, you know, <laughs> I'm going to use this as a funny thing. I may see Logan wearing his whack shoes, but I'm not going to say anything and I'm not going to hate him. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go out and, and attack him. And he's probably man. He's attacking me right now. I'm just teasing. Him. <laughs> um, I tease him all the time right. about those white boat shoes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I'm always clowning, you know, but you know, but. I'm not going to hate him because I don't like something that he's wearing or doing. That's not right. what I'm called to do. You know, nope. it's I, not your place. It's not my place. And I might go in confidence and say, Hey bro, I'm going to, I'm going to fund you and I'm going to give you an offering and, and we're going to buy you some good <laughs> shoes. You know, I, I'm totally teasing. I'm totally teasing, making light of this situation right here, but yes, I understand that. you know, but, um, but I think that we can just disagree with people and just say, you know, I don't fully agree with this or I don't agree with it at all. And I think you're wrong, but it's okay because at the end of the day, this is what, this is what matters. We are the body of Christ. We are united by his blood. You know, God has not called just black people. God has not called just Mexican people, Asian people, white people. Yeah. He has called all nations and all nations are in different pods and they do things differently in some ways. But as long as our core purpose is the same, I don't think that this is going to be the dividing factor. And that's the thing I fear the most. I think I fear the most that this is a tool used by the devil to divide the church. Yes. You know, but here's the thing. Here's what I don't understand, right? It's that in reality, there should be no division. What is to not understand about uh, the Bible says, you know, I mean, the Bible clearly says multiple times, you know, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other, mm-hmm. there's no greater commandment than this, right? Yeah. And so at the end of the day, this comes, this comes down to being about love, right? Yeah. When you're treating people as you want to be treated, when you're treating people fairly, mm-hmm. and when someone's being mistreated or a group is being mistreated, mm-hmm. then there should be. What what is there really for y'all to besides minor details, but this overall concept? Why should this concept divide us? And that speaks to stuff you're probably going to get into, you know, in the next couple of weeks. But there is some, there is some, uh, you know, the church is not impervious to the the problems that ail the world, like racism, like mm-hmm. racism. The the church is not immune to those things. No, the church is not immune to discrimination, and so. I think that speaks to a deeper issue, yeah. but but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, and I told someone that today. I, somebody was messaging me because I had some polls going on about racism, and I wanted to ask them, you know, have you experienced racism in the church? Do you think it exists in the church? Some said no, mm-hmm. and one of the people that said no, they were from another country, 
And I thought that was very interesting that they gave me their perspective, mm. but they told me why they said yeah. no. They don't have to, but you know, they wanted to explain themselves and say, you know, I'm from this country and we don't experience that per se, you know, between right. races, but we do experience it through uh, nationalities, nationalities. Yeah. Okay. You know? And so they were experiencing it that way. So the, they explained themselves and they were talking, you know, and they were saying, you know, I, I see what's going on in, in your country, and I think it's very interesting and, and, it, and it's sad, you know, that you're experiencing this. And this is what we experience. And I thought, man, that was that was insightful for someone, you know, because I could have just took it as how dare them say no, you know. But um, we even had the further conversation. I said, you know, they were like, you know, it's the blood. It's the Holy Ghost that's going to change us. And I said, I agree with you 110 percent. I said, unfortunately, the church is not perfect. Because if the church was filled right. with perfect people, I would be the biggest sinner of them all, you know. And I said that this, you know, the church is a, a constantly has a, an open wound in some cases, um, and it's you can get that infected anytime. You have to keep trying mm -hmm. to close it up or treat covering it with the Holy Ghost. And I think that when we are praying and and we can't make our brothers and sisters pray, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Get that out yeah. of your mind. That's just not possible. But what yeah. I can do is change the way that I pray, change the way that I act, change the way that I react to things. So when someone says something and I think it's just totally out of pocket and, and I said that I say this a lot at work, they're just talking out of their neck. You know, uh, right. it's my responsibility as a leader, be a Christian and, you know, to make sure I don't react to that. And I just say, you know what? I'm going to do my part and love them at the end of the day. Yeah. I don't agree with what they're saying, but I still love them. You know, um, the church is like brothers and sisters that we always say that, you know, hey, brother, hey, sister. My, my sisters get on my nerves sometimes and they do some stuff that I think is really stupid, you know? Yeah. And, but it does not mean that I would not do anything for them. It does not mean that I don't love them any more or any less. Sometimes I have to let them fail. Sometimes I have to speak up to them and say, Hey, you, you need to watch what you're doing. And I tell them that, you yeah. know, but that's the body of Christ. That's how, uh, that's how we need to be is continually dialoguing with each other and taking a stance of just saying, I want to listen to your perspective. And I don't think that we do that enough in the church. Definitely, bro. Definitely. Man, it's, it's you know, when you, the more you listen, the more you learn. Um, and I think when you combine that with, you go out with an ideology of trying to spread as much love as possible, mm -hmm. we can solve a lot of things, bro. When we yeah. listen and when we love, we, yeah. can, we, can, we can solve a lot of problems. If, if the Holy Ghost could change me, it can change anybody. If the Holy Ghost can work in, here, if it can work in my life and change the the the, the horrible person I was, it, I believe it can do it for anybody. And and I'm pretty sure that Definitely. people are a lot lot less of a basket case and 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 trouble <laughs> than I was, you know. And that's the thing yes, that sir. I think that every time I see somebody, even if they upset me, I, I you always have to view it in the mind of maybe they are going through something or maybe they don't understand something that like, like I do, or maybe they're going through something and they experiencing something that I never experienced. You know, right. I don't know if you have been 
physically beaten up by some, a cop or something like that. You don't know if yeah. I've been physically abused or beaten up by a cop, you know? And yeah. so it's quick to say, oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. You, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. And let's take the mm-hmm. time to understand each other. Definitely, bro. Definitely. Man, um, there's a there's been a lot of uh, a lot of positive things to come out of this. Like I said, mm-hmm. receiving phone calls and texts about who I can lean on and and, and feel supported from. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, to me, if I'm being honest, the end is not in sight yet. Mm-hmm. But um, and this is just just a crazy combination, you know, coronavirus and. Uh, you know, the George uh, George Floyd stuff, like all of this stuff that's happening at this time, it just speaks to, you know, God coming and, mm-hmm. and coming soon. And so I don't want to be on the wrong side of that, um, you know. Yeah. So and I, definitely. And I, and, I, and I think you're you're right on the money there is saying that, you know, we can get so wrapped up in all of this 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 stuff back and forth and we're losing sight of what we need to do. Yeah. We're losing sight of you know, we're too busy arguing with our brothers and sisters online about what lives matter right now when we should be focusing on winning souls and, and, and growing our church and praying people through the Holy ghost, because there is a world out there that is black and white that are facing heaven or hell issues. And, Mm -hmm. and I I don't want to be so wrapped up in, 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 the politics in the in the in the 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 environment of this world that I'm losing track of of my great my call of our mission definitely bro and definitely man. and I think that that's one thing I think I want to leave with is that the reason that we're having this podcast together um is because I wanted to give your perspective and that's the thing that I want everybody to go home with today is not to go home upset because there has been, there probably was a point in this episode that upset you either. I said it or yeah. Carl said it, yeah. um, awesome. which is, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's not our intentions, you know, right. But there is never a healing without a wound. Definitely. And I, you know, I hope that you were able to give your perspective from your eyes because I don't see things always the way you see them and you don't see things the way I always see them. But if we can understand where everybody is coming from, I think that we can do a lot better job of, of unifying the church. And, you know, um, and somebody might be saying, I have nothing that I agree with this man, but you can say, well, he's a Bible quizzer coach, just like you are. You know, you may not agree with everything I have to say, but you know, you say I'm a Sunday school teacher just like he is, you know, you may not agree with everything that we had to lay down, but you can say, you know what? I was saved by the blood of the lamb, just like they were. That's the commonality right there. And I think that that is our binding glue that we have. And we need to continually put that in the forefront of everything that we're doing together as the body of Christ. Yes, sir. I totally agree with you, bro. Carl, man, this, um, I'm gonna tell you right now, I feel like a weight has been lifted off of me today. Um, of having this dialogue with you, um, and just, just being real 
about the the current situation we're in this is kind of a detour from uh my normal topics but i think that it is important to make us more effective in our ministries to make us more effective in our churches and to make us more effective in our lives in general um thank you for coming on and joining me uh for this podcast i really appreciate it hey bro i appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak um and for people to hear me and people to hear us you know me and you and and other people, uh, uh, other people of color and minorities, because like I said, for so long, we feel like we have not been able to be heard. And uh, I'm going to do an episode, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to do an episode similar to this on my podcast, a few of them like this, mm-hmm. uh, almost like a series like you as well, or a theme. Yeah. And um, I really hope that people take what the, the good from this and try and grow and try and, you know, realize all of the good that can come from this moment and what we're trying to accomplish and try not to get distracted by all the other things that are going on. Um, you know, like I said, there's groups that are a part of these protests, these riots that have nothing to do with the black lives matter movement. Mm -hmm. You know, they're trying to distract us. And, um, it's sad. It's unfortunate that people would go out of the way to just try and distract from this issue. But, it's so important. And like I said, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come on your platform and, and speak, bro. So, uh, again, thank you for the opportunity, brother. Hey, man. It's all love. I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for everyone that's listening here. Um, this is not a subject that we take lightly. It's not a subject that should be taken lightly. It's a subject that should be understood that it is real. And we want to fix the issue mm-hmm. that is at hand as opposed to brushing it under the rug and acting like it's never happened. Um, Yes, sir. And so thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, folks, stay kingdom-minded.